Welcome to Educators Unplugged, bridging the gap between the books and real life. I'm your host, April Zalaki. Today I'm interviewing Matt Zalaki. Matt is a tech ed teacher at Wabonzi Valley High School in Aurora, Illinois. He's been in education for nearly 20 years and is going to share his experiences in the field with us today. Let's take a listen. Today on the podcast, I have Matt Zalaki, a tech ed teacher from Wabonzi Valley High School. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Yeah, thanks. Uh, today, we're going to talk about becoming a tech ed teacher and the path that you took to get there. So why don't you first tell everyone what you teach um, at Wabonzi Valley? All right. I teach uh, currently this year. I just got done teaching Woods 1 and 2 and a PLTW course called Intro to Engineering Design. And what's PLTW? Project Lead the Way. It's a national engineering curriculum. Excellent. And there are, uh, what, four levels of the course or of the PLTW classes? Uh, there's more than four. We have five at Wabonzi. We teach uh, Intro to Engineering Design. We teach Principles of Engineering, uh, Digital Electronics, Aerospace Engineering, Engineering Design and Development is our capstone, and Civil Engineering and Architecture is the other one. So we've got, what is that, six? Six courses, okay. And there's others too, we just don't, uh, those are the ones that we offer. Got it. So becoming a tech ed teacher allows you to be able to teach in that engineering pathway, right? Correct. Excellent. Okay, good. And then you also teach the Woods classes. I know you enjoy teaching um, the Woods classes as well, right? Yep. Awesome. So tell me about why you decided to become a tech ed teacher. I think my path to becoming a tech ed teacher is pretty similar to a lot of my friends, uh, a lot of other people that I've talked to who are who are teachers. I didn't originally go to school to become a teacher. I went to ISU. I followed some friends down there. I thought I wanted to do something in the computer sciences. And after a semester of doing that, sitting in front of a computer, I said, no way. I can't do this for the rest of my life. My dad at the time was a automotive instructor at a technical school. Um, he's since retired. He did that for 45 years. And he said, hey, you might be good at this. You like coaching. You're, you know, you're... You're technical. You have a technical mind. You like working with your hands. I grew up doing woods with him and building stuff and just uh, staying busy with him. And uh, I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. And ISU happened to have a really good tech ed program. They still do have a great tech ed program. I met Dr. Merrill down there. and Dr. The Merrill's rest, a legend. He's a legend in <laughs> Illinois tech ed, probably you know nationwide tech ed. Mm-hmm. And here I am today, almost 20 years later. Awesome. And you've taught high school, middle school. Yeah, high school and middle school. I started off teaching down in central Illinois, moved up, you know, closer to Chicagoland area uh, to be near family and yeah, high school, middle school, and now back to high school. So tell everyone your kind of unique story about your student teaching, how you ended up where you are or where you were for student teaching. So the, the plan was, I think like you know, a lot of a lot of soon-to-be teachers. You're you're going to student teach near home. You're going to save money. You're going to live with your parents for that semester, and uh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to teach at uh, Harlem High School in McChesney Park. I was going to do welding and some metals. Um, I think some drafting. And a week or two before I was supposed to start student teaching, they went on strike. Wow. So you know, in a panic, I contacted Dr. <laughs> Merrill and said, "Hey." 
I have nowhere to student teach. What am I going to do? And he found a placement for me down in Bartonville, Illinois at Limestone High School. And that's where I, you know, they got me in there. They needed someone. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of had an unfortunate situation and it worked out well for me. Absolutely. So that I think that's a pretty unique. I actually haven't encountered anyone else who had uh, the school they were supposed to student teach at go on strike. So I guess that's a, a good thing, but makes you a pretty unique kind of a person um, in that regard. And when we talk about tech ed and like getting other getting students to um, join you in the field of tech ed, what do you think is the most important thing for um, students to know about going into tech ed? I would say, I well, let me answer it this way. I guess when I see students in my classrooms and I think that they would be good teachers, right? The kids that I kind of identify as, hey, you might be a good technology and engineering teacher. It's the students who have the curiosity to learn stuff that I'm not necessarily teaching in the lesson, right? They're the kids who say, hey, what's that machine over there in the corner? Can I try it? Can you teach me? Or, hey, what's this over here in the software? Can the software do this? Or, you know, can I make X, Y, and Z? Uh, those kids with that curiosity to really kind of own the the workshop space and want to learn new things and come in before school. Those are the kids who I identify right away. Hey, if you love doing this stuff, mm -hmm. you would probably be a really good teacher. Sure. Um, it's a good lifestyle and mm -hmm. I think you should give it a shot. You should explore it. Yeah. I think, you know, I, and I just encourage them, keep learning, you know, keep learning those new things. Keep, keep pushing yourself. Um, I had a student who was going into tech ed in my wood shop, we don't do a lot of lathe work. Just with our curriculum, we don't have a lot of time. Do you want to share a little bit about what a lathe is? A lathe what you might make is with the lathe? sure. A lathe is a machine uh, that you put a you know it can be a block of wood. It could be you know, you know a longer piece of wood. You put it in there and it and it spins it, and you can turn cylindrical objects like spindles and baseball bats and sure. ornaments and okay. bowls, things like that. Okay. We have three of them. We have a large one. We have a couple of desktops. We do some small projects, but we don't spend a lot of time on them. Mm -hmm. And this particular student really took to it and said, hey, I want to make all those things that I mentioned. She wanted to make bowls and mm -hmm. cups and vases and all kinds of stuff. Sure. And she's now going into the field because I said, hey, you like doing this so much. Mm -hmm. You can teach students to do it. You can get paid to do this and have your own space and teach kids how to do it, teach other students how to do it. So I know you and I talk a lot about getting teachers or getting students in the field of education and all that kind of stuff. Um, what do you see as the benefit of coming to COD and studying education before going off to a four-year institution like Illinois State or VCSU to complete their degree in tech ed? So I think number one, right, is always the, the financial aspect. It's a lot cheaper to come here to start. Um, you can potentially save a lot of money, right? You're living at home. You're not paying dorm dorm fees, things like that. But then the labs here are state of the art. You know, I, I continue to take courses here at COD to further my education, to learn new things that I can apply right into my classroom, manufacturing and drafting design, electronics. You know, I've, I've done a lot here. And I got to say that the, the facilities here are second to none. You have amazing manufacturing labs with, you know, anything from brand new manual machines, bridge ports, um, Grinding machines, uh, all sorts of CNC lathes and mills, lasers, 
you know, it's just everything here is is state of the art and um, the faculty is right from engi- uh, right from industry. So you're learning things that industry industry people need you to know to be relevant. And so it's just a really good combination for future teachers. They're going to learn industry standard stuff, you know. It's cool because they can they can take that knowledge and if they say, hey, I don't necessarily want to be a teacher, then they can go and, and possibly get a job out in industry because they're, they're learning on the machines that you would need. And then it allows them to become experts in those, in those machines or software, whatever they're doing, and, uh, and apply it in their classroom. Sure. So I think, you know, for our VCSU 3 plus 1 program, that whole four-year program, getting a bachelor's degree and a teaching license, not only only in Illinois, but also in North Dakota, is a has a $22,000 price tag total. I know when you and I went to school, that price tag was not just $22,000. So what do you think the advantage, like how do you think that could be an advantage to students um, and their futures? You know, it just allows them to start off. They don't have to worry about making those big payments. They can focus more on uh, starting a family if that's what they want to do or traveling or, or, you know, down payment on a house, whatever it is they, they want to do, they're, they're in a better financial space to do that. So for this segment, tips for teachers. Uh, what would you like to share as a tip for future educators? Oh man, I could, there's so many, right? There's so many tips. Never, never stop learning. Never stop trying to learn new things to bring to your classroom uh, would be, would be probably my number one, right? So again, I've been at this for almost 20 years and I'm, I'm taking courses right now. I'm trying to get certified in some new uh, design software you know, and and that takes discipline. It takes time away from your family, but I think it's very valuable. It makes my teaching easier. It makes my classroom better when I have new and updated skills to bring. So just keep that open mind, right? Remember, we love doing this type of stuff. We love being in the shop and designing and making things. That's why we're technology and engineering teachers. So just kind of keep that focus as you as you move on in your career. Great. Thank you. So for our teaching realities segment, uh, Matt, what would you please share something that you weren't taught about teaching in college, but that you wish you knew? Sure, something I wish I knew. It's something I still struggle with twenty years later. Right, I think I just finished what my nineteenth year teaching, and it just goes back to grading. Grading is one of the hardest things that oh, I no, think. No, don't get me started. Yeah, I know that's. What, <laughs> Grading is one of the hardest things I do. Um, I second guess myself every single year and I try to improve. I want my grades to reflect what students actually are learning and not necessarily be punitive or I, I, I have a little bit of different philosophy with grading. I don't necessarily think it should be like a currency based system. I, I think it should be a communication system. And um, so I'm always trying to tweak that and make that better for students and parents and, and easier on, on me so I'm not spending hours and hours grading. To sum it up, I guess, uh, keep your grading simple. You know, think of the one or two most important things in each lesson that you're trying to have students learn and just grade for that. Don't focus so much on all the other stuff, just those one or two most important skills that you're, you know, that that you want them to learn. Excellent. Thank you. 
I want to thank Matt for sharing his experience as a tech ed teacher with me today. If you want to learn more about becoming a tech ed teacher, check out the statewide Teach TEE campaign on Instagram at teach underscore TEE underscore IL. I hope you'll join us for our next episode where I'll interview another educator.